With loads of business advice flooding the industry, it has never been harder to see the path to success. And you can't take action if you don't have clarity. Get clear on the actionable tips and strategies that will help to scale your business here on Masters in Clarity, the podcast that brings you clarity around messaging, business growth, digital marketing, personal development, and the business owner's journey to success. Let's join our guide, the master of turning clarity into action and lasting impact, Dolores Hirschman. I'm so excited to be introducing to you Casey Rossi. Casey Rossi is a mindset and self-leadership coach and has been an entrepreneur for 30 years. She jokes that business is in her DNA as she now helps holistic entrepreneurs, healers, and coaches scale a profitable and soul-aligned business without burning out. Here's what I'm most excited about talking with KC. She actually has been an entrepreneur for 30 years. She ran a you know, more of a brick and mortar kind of business for many years, you know, with multiple seven figure sales. And so she's been in the role of business from many, many angles. And I'm curious to ask her opinion around commitment and discipline and systems and how does she coach her clients, which are healers and coaches into, you know, following their heart and their soul while being disciplined and committed in their business. So don't miss this interview. I am so excited, Casey, to have this conversation and talk a little bit about, you know, your journey. I call it the clarity journey. It could have been the confusion journey. You like clarity for a second. All the rest was like, oh, where am I going? But talk to me about how did you get to this moment doing this work? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been an entrepreneur for 30 years. So it's been a long journey and one that I have had many different iterations from a brick and mortar confection manufacturing company, you know, all the way to the current iteration of coaching. And I think that the clarity really came in the line of doing and not overthinking. And I was lucky enough for the first 10 businesses that I did over two decades. Yes. The first 10, I had the same business partner. And so we were able to play off each other's synergy. And she was absolutely, you know, someone that was all about act then think. And that really, really helped me because my first corporation began when I was 19. So, you know, I didn't have a lot of business experience or an MBA or anything like that. It was literally like, had an idea, let's create it from a white piece of paper and hit the ground running. So it was very helpful to have that partner to be like, okay, let's do this. We can do this and not overthink it. So To me, the clarity really did come from acting, learning on the job, being very open-minded, and also very aware of the surroundings, not only with our team and employees, but what does the marketplace need now? And what does it need now? And what does it need now? And I think continuing to ask that question has given me the longevity of 30 years. I love that. I love that. And you know, I mean, you're a coach, I'm a coach. We're in this micro world that all of a sudden everybody's a coach, but (laughs) there's a common experience for many of us. And I wonder if it's true for you as well, which is when we arrive to the kind of work that we do, where we are in some ways building our legacy work or our giving back work in whatever market you are, 
But in my experience, it's almost like a coming home kind of work, meaning that all of a sudden you're able to be fully yourself and kind of holistically bring everything you've learned, everything you've experienced, the University of Hard Knocks kind yes. of experience, right? All the failures are part of your learning. Is that true for you? Is this like coming home holistic, like all that I am now being and doing comes together to serve? Yes. I love the way that you put that together. I absolutely am in alignment to that message. And I think it took some time and iteration to give myself permission to be all of me. And that's what I help my clients do now is be unapologetic and actually celebrate all the different facets in your life and in your world. And I know the contrast to that because when I had my confection manufacturing company, again, probably because I was compensating for age and experience, I was extremely professional, buttoned up, very kind of black and white in my nine to five, because I didn't feel that my colorful personal life should blend. It should be very segmented and it's taken years and wisdom and experience. And like you said, the school of hard knocks to realize, no, that actually doesn't need to be that way. We get to be the artist of our life. And not only is it more enjoyable, it's more sustainable to be integrated and to bring all those aspects of who we are. And we're going to have our tribe be much more attracted to us when we show up fully, when we show up authentically, when it's not like, wait, if I meet you in person, it's a real disconnect to what I see on your lives or on your website. So this has opened up and blossomed in such a different way. And I feel like, as you said, now we get to cultivate something that maybe we've always wanted, but we only were taking pieces and parts of ourselves. Now, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, cool. And we can keep our followers right in our journey because we're always growing. We're always learning. We're always experimenting. And so I think that's also the beauty and the fluidity of being 100% who you are on a consistent basis. I think the key word that you mentioned, and I think it's many of your followers and clients probably are attracted to you because of it, is the word permission. Not that we need it from anybody, but we needed to give it to ourselves to understand that we are one human and mm -hmm. that having the permission to be that one human in every aspect of our lives becomes powerful. And becomes yeah. actually, it's almost like the analogy of a leaking faucet, mm -hmm. because when you are only operating from half of you in your nine to five, there's a leaking of energy that is consistent and it makes your life and job not sustainable and it leads to burnout. Yes. And I had burnout in that position. So you hit the nail on the head. You're right with that consistent leak. If we don't realize that our energy is being diverted, maybe in multiple little pinholes, if you're thinking about it like a hose, when you're in alignment, all of a sudden this powerhouse comes out in one direct channel. And again, everything from your core values to your messaging, to your marketing, it's just in this flow now it's in this yeah. flow. So absolutely that. And I think the permission piece also ties into the mindset aspects of what are we carrying from the past? What are we carrying in from shoulds, 
from any kind of good girl. Are you uh, shooting complexes. yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, once we can kind of start looking at those in a very curious way and dissolving them and clearing them out, it becomes so much easier to get into that flow. And I think sometimes like for listeners where it's like, yeah, that sounds great, but how do I do it? I think that that's an interesting conversation, but I'll let you direct the question. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Self-directed because it's just what well, we're jumping into it. You know, let's talk about the work, the work that you do right now. And it's all nice, as you say, nice and to say, go be in alignment, you'll be attractive. But what if you've lost your footing and you don't even know what your line is? What does alignment look like for me when I've been off alignment, out of alignment? for so long. So I know that's the work you do. So let's talk about that. Let's pick up right on that piece. Like, what does it look like when I've been out of alignment for so long that I've lost touch with exactly who I am? And so for me, I'm very passionate about using ourselves as client zero because we can only teach what we have experienced ourselves, And also we have to be able to be that leader and really lean into our own self-leadership before we can help anybody in our sphere, friends, family, clients, fill in the blank. We have to start with ourselves. So I think the, the very biggest thing that could be so very helpful and also discipline and a challenge is minimizing inputs. Because when we're looking outside of ourselves and being so tuned in to the external stimuli, whether it's social media or the news, It's so very easy to get lost. It's easy to have that distance between who we are, what really lights us up. And I think depending on where you are, even thinking about like what lights me up can feel like this thing off in the distant future. And so if a listener is feeling like, again, that sounds airy-fairy, dial it way, way, way back to the simplicity of really starting to ask yourself what you like, what kind of fabrics feel good on your skin? What kind of food do you go? Wow, this is amazing. I actually really am enjoying this. I remember when I planted Japanese eggplant for the first time a couple of years ago and tasting just simple Japanese eggplant with a little bit of salt. I was like, I'm enjoying the heck out of this. This is amazing. And it's like, it took me a lot of years to just be able to like, let's just quiet down enough and ask super simple questions like, what makes me feel good? When do I find myself laughing the most? I think that when we are off our path or maybe out of alignment and it's been that way so long that our new normal has become this dampened down version of who we really are, that we've accepted it, let's make it so simple that we're not looking for these ginormous transformations in an instant, even though we're in instant gratification right now in our world, this type of work, this type of self-development, personal development, spiritual development, it's the long game. And when you truly slow down and minimize inputs, something magical happens and you start to get this, yes, that's it. And then you get to stack those, yes, that's it moments. And this starts to develop this keen awareness of your new identity or your true identity. I mean, your identity, the Mm -hmm. the one that, you know, you come home is the moment you come home to you. And I love how you broke it down 
as it's just the stacking of yeses. Mm. And the yes, these sheets feel soft and comfortable, or these don't. Sometimes it's so much easier to start by identifying the no's to find the yes. Yes. No, this person doesn't feel right. Or no, these shoes feel too tight. Or no, this food is not sitting well. People say, well, you know, I'm a business coach like you. And people say, well, should I put this in my content? Should I do 10 modules versus five, 15 worksheets, two pages long? It's like, I don't care what you do. (laughs) I honestly, there's no magic formula. I could say yes or no to either and they would both be wrong or right. I don't know. But what it is true is any one of us taking someone by the hand and taking them on a path for an accomplishment, whatever that is, it is a journey. And whether you're listening to Casey and me or our clients, it's about understanding your clarity in the journey you're taking your people through. What you just explained was the journey you take people through is micro actions to find your yeses, start with your no, your yes, whatever. But once you start getting and revealing the yeses and stacking them up, you now start walking in your path. So if that is true, then where are we going when we stack those yeses? What is possible when we have that journey with you that brings us somewhere? What does that somewhere look like? We're just like Absolutely. That is going to be unique depending on you and really what I look at as your soul print. You know, I believe that we have all come into this world with a very specific mission and we have kind of like an imprint or a microfiche, if you will, of our destiny. Getting in alignment helps us get closer to what that is. And I think that Yes, you need to have forward motion and momentum and take action, get out of your head in order to get on that journey. But we also have to have some destination in mind. You know, we have to have a little bit of direction so we don't go around in circles. And especially now with the digital marketing being so increased and just getting bigger, so we don't look at everyone else around us and think, that's the path I need. Nope, nope, that's the path I need to be on. You know, like, because you can literally drive yourself insane spinning around in circles going, well, they hit their six figures this way. Oh, no, no, no. I need to do this, that, the other thing. So, we're a way so to aligned on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is and no it, path. There what's is this? No, there yes. is no path. Exactly. You can buy in a box. There is no one right way. The right way is the one that makes you feel good. That feels like it is just clicking and you're able to look at your work as worship and in a way where you can be profitable as well. So you can be soul aligned and profitable. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. That's when you know, okay, here's my sweet spot. Here's my ikigai, right? My reason for being. And the way that I look at getting that kind of, like you said, how do you put the stacked yeses in action, in motion? What does that look like? The easiest way to do that is being so tuned into your deep why. Again, this is going to be unique. So why are you doing this? Why did you craft your business? Why did you choose to take a path that is a little bit rockier, right? Because there's a lot of unknowns as an entrepreneur and you've got to have grit and resiliency 
times 10, right? I feel like it's a very unique personality, something that's almost baked into your DNA to be a business owner and to have longevity. So why are you even doing this? Number one, and what do you want it to look like? And that's where, again, the permission comes in, the creativity comes in, because now all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I get to create the rules. And I find, Dolores, you probably find this as well. Excellent entrepreneurs tend to have a little rebel in them and some change maker qualities in them. That's the part that's exciting to enhance, to be like, let's be the most unique entrepreneur and win because I'm creating like a joy path for myself. And I love that. And you know, that taps into our intuition and decisions become easier and all that. Yes. But now let me bring in a little bit of an angle here because I see this in myself and my clients. And this is kind of the blessing and the curse of our kinds of people. We are creators. We are intuitive. We love the alignment and the capacity to fly when something feels right. Yeah. But you've been in business for a long time. I've been in business for a long time, multiple different businesses like you. And we know that the number one rule to grow a business is consistency, commitment, and mm, I'm going to say the dirty word, discipline. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So how do we... Stay in the alignment of being creative, stay in the alignment of feeling fulfilled, but at the same time, play the game of business. 100%. You have to have both. This is all about the yin-yang strategy. So you have the feminine fluidity of yin. That's all that delicious, creative, nurturing piece that you talked about that we love to swim in. But in order to have balance, we need the yang as well. And that's understanding our metrics, having that solid foundation of systems and really honoring and respecting all of the masculine and the action pieces that bring together this holistic synergy. That's how you're going to have something that has longevity. So if you really just have the tendency to want to be in that creative mode and just, and a lot of people do, I serve healers. So they're like, I just want to help people. I'm not really doing it for the money. I just really want to help people and stay in, you know, what I do best and do the healing. I don't want to do the marketing and the sales. I don't really want to have to look at my numbers and spreadsheets, but in order to have the most impact We need to bring both of those pieces together. You can start small. You can do it in a way that works for you. You don't have to adopt the latest project management tool and go down a rabbit hole of learning ClickUp or Asana. You don't have to do that if that's not in alignment to you. But there are pieces that you do have to do, even if it's stretching you outside of your comfort zone, because science says when we write it down and what we focus on, that gets done. So whatever we measure, we're going to have more times where we're reaching our goal or even surpassing our goal. So if you're more artistic and creative, and I have this right next to me, use an artist pad, a big blank artist pad, get colored markers, bring your kid out, be playful, but at least write down your goals, have an idea of where you're going, because if you're not measuring it, This is how you're going to be willy nilly. It's going to feel like the wild west. You're going to have those days. You're like, what did I do? I'm not sure. And then if someone asks you, how is your quarter rolling out? You're going to look at them dumbfounded, like, huh? Right. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Right. So 
Find a system that works for you. Create one. If you're visual, use the post-it note system with different colored post-it notes and, you know, big sheets of white paper where you can kind of play. You don't have to fit the box and use something that someone's saying, this is the tool you must use in order to enhance performance. You have to do what works for you. If there isn't a product or app, which I'd be doubtful there isn't right now, that fits your style, then now you get to tap into your creativity and create it. Problem. So this taps into another part of your work, which I love it. And it's part of why people hire people like us in some loving accountability and the concept of commitment and leadership. And I always, you know, challenge any of my clients who say, well, I just want to help people. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, how true is that statement if you are not willing to step beyond your comfort zone to be a leader, to step up and stand out as a leader does in order to help the people you want to help? So talk to me about leadership and the role or self-leadership and the role it has in this kind of work. It's so very crucial because we want to follow people and get inspired by mentors that clearly walk their talk. It's no longer going to work to just do as I say and not as I do. And it's very, very apparent. Even if you have a glossy Instagram feed, we're getting much smarter as consumers and we can feel kind of a BS meter much, much quicker than we ever used to because we're living in the boxes post-COVID or through COVID, right? We're spending a lot more time in general on the computer. And in that, you know, we're getting very keen and very aware of like what we're drawn to. So authenticity and self-leadership and actually following the work that you're teaching other people to do, it's crucial. If you don't have that, you will be left behind, in my opinion. One of the things that years ago when I was really afraid to do video and I had go live on Facebook on my to-do list for an entire year, like an entire year, it was on my got checked off. <laughs> it felt like Groundhog Day. I was like, what is my problem? Why can't I get out of my own way? And it wasn't until I was really starting to help clients increase their visibility that I was like, okay, wait a second. Integrity is one of my top core values. If I don't go and lead the way and increase my own visibility and use my voice and create a platform, and that's when I created my podcast then there's no way that I can actually help clients do this. I have to traverse the terrain first. I have to be brave enough to take that first step. And that's not necessarily to have followers. That is self-leadership first. That's going back to me being client zero. Once I have that dialed in, right? Because we only want to teach what we know, not what we've learned, but what we know and experience. And I think when you talk about our profession and coaching, And I don't know if you're probably seeing this too. This year, it's become this exploding trend, right? Like previous, it was build your online course, you know, get passive income. Now it's be a coach. And I think it's because we've all experienced this massive shock with 2020 and everything that came about with that year. And people needed help and guidance and mentorship and direction and accountability. But now the trend is, you can be a coach too. And I think that that's awesome. And we have to 
really look at experience and really look at mentors that are following what they advise their clients to do? Are you living that path? Is it who you are inside and out on a cellular level? Those are the people that I want to follow. And those are the people that I invest in because I truly believe that coaches need coaches as well. If we're going to continue to optimize and thrive. So hopefully that answered your question. It was a little bit long-winded. We are in that space and people say, well, I don't want to be a coach because there's so many coaches out there. And I said, that's good news. That means there's a lot of demand for what you do. Just be in that place of coaching, but be responsible. And yeah. that's what you're saying is like, show up and help with what you know, what your skill set is, not what the latest fad is, whether you have the skills or not. And that's, that's what we're seeing a lot of it. There's a responsibility in being an advisor, in being a coach, in being a helper. And I think... Casey and I are right now saying step up to that responsibility and honor it because it is an honor to be an advisor to someone. It's not something that you get to just make money out of. Couple of questions here. First of all, if someone were to want to work with you, what would their experience be like? What is their journey? The program that I have developed from my years of experience is called the soul print method. And it is literally harnessing the yin and the yang, those feminine and masculine qualities inside of us and getting them in balance so we can be in alignment. And the cool thing is it's really optimizing your life so you can scale a soul aligned business. So it has this mashup of qualities that land in the line of habits and goal forming and accountability and clarity and core values. But there's also that piece of where do we implement this? How is it going to show up and benefit me in the line of work that I'm in? So I typically work with people for six months to a year is how we kind of kick it off. And yeah, just very similar to probably the style that you do where it's really no bars held because of Zoom. You can coach someone all around the world, which is awesome. And the pieces really are unfolded in layers. And we start with mindset because mindset is the most powerful thing and also the thing that holds us back, the limiting beliefs, the shoulds, the all the different pieces from our childhood, society, maybe our own negative self-talk that has limited us in some way, we're going to look under the hood there first because I didn't do this in the beginning part of my business coaching. And again, back to what I was saying to you before, always thinking about what's a better way, what's needed now, what's a better way, what's needed now. And a couple of years ago, I started to see, wow, even though these are really cutting edge business strategies, I'm not seeing the kind of results that I want for my clients. What's missing? What is that chunky piece that's not getting them from point A to point B? And then I started deep diving and really listening and researching. And I was like, okay, it's the mindset piece. That is the piece. I can throw strategies at you all day long, but if you have something that's telling you, you can't, you're not good enough, you're resistant to receiving, there's some type of money mindset blocks going in there from whatever the story is that's running constantly on an auto loop, we're not going to get anywhere, no matter what kind of strategies we put into place. So that's really now become an exciting starting point, not a by the way, 
not here's a couple affirmations to help you start your day, but literally like, we're going to get into this. Are you ready to do the work with me? Like, we're going to go deep. We're going to get into this. I'm going to be here for you the whole way. But before we even start talking about business foundations, that's really become one of the first pillars when you work with me. I love that. I love that. And it, it is what unlocks everything. So I always ask this question, what is a book we all must read? A book we all must read. I would say I right now, what I'm currently loving is Think Like a Monk from Jay Shetty. And I would totally recommend that you listen to it on Audible because it is read by the author and he has a delicious accent and you hear his passion and it definitely doesn't seem like he's reading his book. It's like, you're a friend (laughs) and he's telling you the story of his life and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful journey. I totally align with his values of knowing your dharma, your life's purpose, and then leaning into your personal strengths. So I'm totally on the same page and I highly recommend that. I'm definitely going to check that out. So Casey, where can people find you? They can head to caseyrossi.com. I also have a three-part free video series if they're digging some of the topics that we've started chatting about on the podcast. And they can grab that at kcrossi.com slash lead. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me this morning, to explore some of these concepts. And thank you for doing the work that you do. People need you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Dolores. Thank you. I loved my conversation with Casey Rossi. Part of the things that I love the most is this kind of yin and yang conversation that she talks about so much around the alignment and intuition and self-leadership and honoring your soul's journey while bringing in systems and strategies. I mean, we think very much alike in that sense, but the importance of having the rhythm of a business while being aligned with your soul purpose. And she talked about, you know, one of the books that she's recommends and she's passionate about right now. It's called, I have my notes here, Think Like a Monk. She suggested that we download it in Audible. But go ahead and if you haven't watched the interview, haven't listened to this episode, go ahead and listen to it because there's some great gifts of insight in this conversation with Casey around alignment, intuition, and our soul's journey within the scope of a scalable, profitable, and impactful business. So go ahead and listen to this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Masters in Clarity. If you loved today's show, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Share this episode with two people in your world. And as a gift, go to mastersinclarity.com slash free to download free clarity resources. Join your host, Dolores Hirschman, next time to continue forging a clear path to your impactful success.